This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. Three Kicks is up next. But first, listen to this other fine OPI show. I'm Howard Sudbury. And I'm Steve Baskerville. And on the next Back to You, we're going to find out a lot of things about the art of fine cooking, but we're not going to find it out from Steve. One thing I do know that we learned, and I'm glad that it was reinforced, you've got to keep your feet out of the salad. We're going to talk to private chef Mike Cabisa. You're going to get hungry when you listen to Back to You. Back to You with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. You can find Back to You on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast, an Opie show on the Radio Misfits God podcast. <laughs> Fucking fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, let's try oh, that shit. again. I've got it written down too. It's just that's pathetic. Sounded like the minutia man with all your bad language. <laughs> all right, let's get the following is a Tony Lasano podcast, an Opie show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Free Kicks with Adam and Rick. And now, Free Kicks. Free Kicks. With Illinois Youth Soccer Association's Director of Coaching, Adam Howarth and Rick Kemper. And we're back for our season wrap-up, the final episode of the year. Um, yes. and, and by that, I mean we'll be back in three weeks or so. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> That's right. They've really scrunched this together. You know, we had, uh, we had some time off in the spring during the pandemic, and... Uh, and now we're just finished with all the Champions League stuff. And, and so it means that uh, the Premier League starts up again in how long? Yeah, September 12th is when they'll start <laughs> so, up I mean... again. So, yeah. And, th- and they'll do these boring international games in between there. So there's still going to be some soccer on. Okay. Uh, who, wants to, who, who wants to watch England play Iceland anyway? You know? Yeah. But that's okay. Exactly. But that's, that's that's what's going to happen, but we'll be we'll be ready to roll for September the twelfth when the season starts again. Okay, well, let's talk about the exciting end to the season because I thought that Champion League final was excellent. Uh, what did yes. you think? Yeah, I thought it was a good game. Uh, I think it was. Uh, I was expecting more goals, to be honest. I, I was thought, too. Uh, um, and there certainly was a lot of chances. Don't get us wrong. I mean, right. there's there's both teams what came out to attack, and I think. Uh, the format of the whole little mini tournament really helped that because I think we saw a lot more goals uh, with this little tournament format, which was great. And I think it was really positive. Um, but, you know, ultimately, you know, as people say, two get two teams played against each other. And in the end, the Germans won. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. Uh, you know, I think they were the better team, though, don't you think? I agree. They were the better team throughout the whole tournament, really throughout the whole year. Um, they didn't lose a game in the in during the uh, the playoffs in terms of the Champions League. Right. Uh, King, Kingsley Coleman scored a, a really fabulous goal uh, to win it, uh, which was really quite interesting considering he he went through the PSG Academy. I don't <laughs> right. know if you knew that. Yeah, that's so, a, that's awesome. So that, so that kind of stuck it to him. So, um, so I'm thinking, you know, we was talking about this yesterday, that uh, you know, the fact that he scored the goal, you know, they spend all this money on these high profile players, and one of their academy players scores against them. So, 
tough, tough one. I, I really thought that Draxler was going to score for PSG to, to to even up the karma there because <laughs> you know, the German player scoring against uh, Bayern. But but I will say this. All right, so this is my opinion. Um, there should have been two penalty kicks uh, for Bayern and one for PSG. In my mind, they missed three penalty kicks. Um, And also, the uh, uh, PSG broke through a couple of times and looked like they had unbelievable chances and either mishit it or Manuel Neuer made some great saves. That's true. And and I think we did talk about that before. We we was like, I think... Manuel Neuer could be the difference. He's the better of the two goalies. And yeah. uh, he really came up big. He made some good good saves. I mean, a lot of the time, the uh, PSG players didn't do a very good job of finishing. I think Mbappe had one from like eight yards I out. Know. He just kind of scuffed it. Right but, at him, yeah. Right at him. But he's there. He's in the right position. And he, he's just a wall. He's just an absolute wall of a goalkeeper. He's so imposing and... It's very difficult to get past him. And uh, whereas, you know, he was really, to me, was probably the player of the tournament because he, he was the one that kept him, kept everything clean and did everything he needed to do. I also thought that uh, watching Mbappe, um, that guy is a superstar. Uh, yeah. When he gets the ball, I was scared every time. As somebody who was rooting for Bayern, I was scared every time he touched the ball because he has got such pace He's so fast, and he's got he, – no one could keep up with him. You're, you're absolutely right. I think if anything, if you look at this game here, you you, you saw Kylian Mbappe just really kind of surge ahead. You hate to say this, but he's the man at PSG over yes, Neymar. Definitely. Um, you know, I think, you know, with Neymar crying at the end, uh, the fact that he lost, you know, he, he just – he's just – unfortunately for him – his personality and the things he's done on the field just really don't help him <laughs> in right. a lot of ways. People right. don't feel much sympathy for him. I think a lot of it goes back to the diving and, and the, all that kind of stuff that he's kind of been unfortunately credited for. But um, but yeah, Mbappe is world-class superstar player and uh, definitely uh, worthy of probably down the road going to win some type of Champions League tournament down the road, I think. Also, let's talk a little bit about Robert Lewandowski because yeah. um, he should be winning the Player of the Year award. Uh, for some reason, they've decided not to uh, not to award one. Yeah, yeah. Um, but That's he right. scored fifty five goals this year, and and was the best player in the world. I think. Yeah, I mean, no, no question. In terms of goals scored, he's the man. I, I mean, in terms of, you know, and this this is where obviously it gets a little subjective. In terms of an actual player, in terms of changing games, he changes games by scoring goals. Right. <laughs> That's basically what he does. He's not like a Mbappe who will just run at people and do these fancy things. But right. he's, he's a highlight reel of goals. And mm. ultimately, no matter how good you are as a, an individual player, if you're if you're pretty good at putting the ball in the back of the net, you deserve to be the best player in the world. So well, it's, a, it's that's the object of the game, right? <laughs> <to> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, and I think sometimes we do kind of lose sight of that. Sometimes we lose sight of the fact that you know we're, we're so obsessed with how how players play, how great they are on the ball, all the tricks they can do, and different things. When 
ultimately, a player like him who scores goals so consistently plays probably for the most part pretty average yeah. in games. Yeah, I think that's fine. Right. <laughs> and finds finds a way uh, finds a way to score the, a goal. But when those goals do come in, the headers he has, he's just an all round goal scorer. What a, right. what a player to have on your team. He's he reminds me back when I grew up. He reminds me a little of Gary Lineker. He was always the type of player. Him and Alan Shearer, they could always find ways to score goals when they needed to. And they so had that they had that special ability of being able to disappear behind uh, behind the guy who's covering them yeah you know which is really hard to do (laughs) it's really hard to do to escape like that at crucial moments because the whole point of the defender is to watch you and somehow poof they're gone yeah that that's the nature of a striker i mean and that's what so makes him so great he hides between the center backs he finds the space between those two players and consistently like you said gets in behind finds a pocket, finds an opening where he can just get to the ball first. And that's all he needs to do. One touch, two touch. I would love to see statistically. I'll have to get my my friend Liam, who is uh, Mr. Statistics. Uh, he's the, the man who puts all the stats together. He's on our coaching education staff. I'd, I'd have to see what his stats would be if he put them together on uh, Lewandowski because probably most of his goals are scored within six, eight yards. Oh, I would know, say really. for sure, yeah. You know, whether it be head, foot, whatever. Right. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Hand of God. Uh, yeah. all right. Let's talk about the other final because, uh, of course, I uh, totally jinxed uh, Inner uh, Milan <laughs> by saying that I didn't see any way that they would lose that game. And, of course, they lost that game because Sevilla apparently owns this competition somehow. They really do. What an amazing game. I mean, I, I really enjoyed it, actually. First half was good. First half was great, 2-2 two, two at, at the interval, and uh, goals were going back and forth. Um, yeah, it was, a, it was a decent game. And to be fair, probably, you know, Sevilla probably deserved to win it. You know, yeah. they were... They were the ones that really wanted it at the end, and De Jong was kind of the hero, really. You know, he, he scored a really nice header, a really bullet header for that first one, and then they kind of got a little little bit of luck on the deflected goal. You know, poor old Lukaku deflected it in to go in for the winner. But Yeah, ironically, he scored the winning goal, but it was against his own team. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, it was. they were definitely worthy of it. Um and it's interesting because, you know, when we look at De Jong, he was a player who was with Newcastle um, a few years ago and couldn't score. <laughs> so it was it's so funny how these players, they kind of reemerge. Yeah. Uh, Gnabry for Bayern is another player who struggle at one club, move on and become Champions League and Europa League winners. It's it's amazing. It's amazing how these how this happens within these players. Yeah. I look at Mo Salah, you know, he was yeah. he was not a superstar uh until he came to Liverpool. You're absolutely right. I mean he couldn't even get a game at Chelsea when, right. when he was playing at Chelsea. I mean again I go back to it. Look at what Chelsea had. They had they had at one point Kevin De Bruyne and Saha on the same team. <laughs> What's going on? All right, let's Don't laugh. No, it's funny. It's funny. <laughs> let's talk about uh, uh you know, so when we come back we'll be uh we'll be going full hog into the Premier League season 
yeah. there have been some big signings this week. Why don't we talk about some of those? Yeah, so I think we're still waiting for official paperwork and the official all these things, but it's just a matter of time. It looks like Chelsea are going to be signing two players of interesting levels. One is, I think one's the same age as me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And uh, the other one is uh, Germany's up-and-coming 20-year-old Kai Havertz, and they, Chelsea have decided to look at Thiago Silva as the 35-year-old yeah. centre-back. So um, it, it's supposedly going to be happening in the next 24 hours. So probably by the time this podcast goes out, Chelsea could have two players confirmed. Kai Havertz, I think they're looking at quite a substantial amount of money. I think we're looking at 80 million, something like that. Yeah. Um, and then Thiago Silva, I think, is going to be kind of a free transfer, I think, potentially... Uh, but they've given him. I think they're working on giving him a two-year two year contract. So um, just to try and stabilize the defense a little bit, like we talked about so many times concerning Chelsea. Well, they certainly need the help back there. And and I was watching him closely uh, in that uh, final because you know my son Sean has been talking about Silva all week. Yeah. About, oh, we got to get him. We got to get him. And I and my thinking was. You'd want to sign another David Luiz. Uh, you may be getting that. <laughs> but I watched him, and I, I think he's still very solid back there. Oh, yeah. No question. He's he's a pretty calm, composed type of defense. In a lot of ways, he, he's kind of a John Terry type player. Yeah. Kind of reminds me of that. Obviously, the maturity. You know, speed-wise, it's going to be, obviously, he's probably lost a step or two. Just getting older, that happens. But he's such a smart defender. You know, he's going to be able to drop back when he needs to. So hopefully that stability will work, you know, and I don't know. I, you know, my opinion is, you know, when I think of Brazil, I don't necessarily think of defenders so much. Right. Uh, that's true. You know, defenders and goalkeepers are always a little bit, you know, that's not really what Brazil does. Right. You know, they're more the midfield and forwards. But if he can bring some stability, uh, you know, if he can help Rudiger out, if he can help Christensen out, sort themselves out, I'm all for it. What about uh, the addition of Ben Chilwell, which uh, has been discussed too? That, that's another one too. Yeah, I think that's a little further back, but I think that could well happen. Yeah, um, 60 million, I think they're looking at buying him for as well. So it looks like uh, Chelsea are going to be splashing out the cash more than they've ever done. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, they're also talking to. A uh, a French player, uh, yeah, Malang Sar from That's Nice. Right. Uh, you know, a, a very young guy. Um, yeah, and they're still not. Uh, set on Kepa as their goalie either are they like, exactly so that's a I, for me that's definitely a priority for them uh, it, it, although Kepa is still in the Spanish uh, national team squad which I'm a bit surprised about right but he's still in there but yeah I, I think that's got to be uh, a priority uh, obviously they're not necessarily happy with him so you would think that that's going to be a situation where they're trying to get a new goalkeeper in but yeah Ben Chilwell so you know there was a I've lot seen a of few, money that's a it's lot, a lot of money. I guess I mean, uh, Abramovich has uh, pilfered some more money out of his uh, country and that's good so, yeah, uh, yeah I mean I, uh, Russian uh, oligarch <laughs> <laughs> well and the thing is we haven't spent much lately so I guess they've been hoarding it up right well that's so, true uh, that is true but so it is being, that makes it interesting don't you think now it, by my count alright if you got Silva Havertz uh, Werner, Zayic, right? Uh, yeah. Chilwell, yep. and Saar, and and a goalie. 
Um, what about the guys that are already there? <laughs> you know, what that's happens a, to them? That's a great question. You know, unfortunately, Chelsea's got quite a few players even out on loan too. So, um, it, again, it, it, they're looking at strengthening the squad. Although William did leave, yes, he went to that. Arsenal, so, right? So we went. To, you know, that's where all of the the Chelsea players go. It seems like the older <laughs> right. players. Um, so he did leave. So that opened up, and Pedro's obviously out. So there's a few spots that are kind of opening up, but. I'm I'm probably concerned with the where the younger players kind of fall. Yeah, you don't you know, want to lose the development of those guys like Mount yeah, and Pulisic it, and sure. Tammy Abraham. You know. Yeah, exactly. So the, the, it it goes both ways. You know, you've got these great players. I mean, when you look at the the front three, that could be uh, Saich, Werner, and Pulisic would be a pretty 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 good front three. Yeah. Um, you know, so you've got that group, and then um, you know you put uh, Habits in the middle with Ingole Conte, and then you've got Mason Mount. You got there's there's going to be lots of options for him. So right. If if Frank Lampard's got to be truly truly excited about it, but. You know, well, the good news is most of these guys they're signing are also young players other than Silva, right? Most yes. of them are young players too. So um, yeah, maybe exactly. that uh, the culture of uh, youth uh, will, you know, be good for everybody. That's true. That's true. And and don't get us wrong. We don't want to have to change the name of this uh, podcast to the Chelsea transfer dealings because it seems like that's all we, well, <laughs> we talk I look, about. But I looked at the <laughs> but list. But they are so busy. Yeah, yeah, I looked at the list of other teams and nobody's really doing much. You know, you, yeah. you mentioned Arsenal signed William. Uh, Brighton signed Adam Lallana. Um, I haven't seen much else. Have you? Not really. It's been slow going. That's for sure. Um, there, was a, there was some information on Moises Keane. The uh, the Italian forward who was playing with Everton, it looks like he's going to go back to Juventus. Um, so it, that things didn't seem to work out. And then the other interesting one, which I thought, although it's not necessarily Premier League, but he did spend a lot of time in the Premier League, was Luis Suarez. I don't know if you saw that. I did. Uh, yeah. So 33 year old, obviously Barcelona's got a new manager in Ronald Koeman, and. Uh, they're looking to uh, get rid of him. So I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Suarez comes back to England. Somebody might pick him up. So. Yeah, he could take another bite out of the Premier League. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. Well, we uh, we need to take a break. We still have lots more to come on the show, but uh, we'll, we'll uh, guess the Premier League star. We'll uh, find out what's happening in Chicago. Uh, we'll see if there's uh, any soccer that uh, Adam has for his TV tip, but all of that will take place after this. We'll be right back. Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive, how is about my car and this horse for that Nash over on yonder? Plus, Bentley puts its classic V8 out to pasture. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me and Luke Hostable for these stories and more on the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. On this week's Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. 900 million, 900 schmillion. You might want to have the smaller order, honey. Lego up your nose? My brush with one of the biggest comedians in the world. All that and unlimited tangents if you listen to Minutia Man on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts, just search for Radio Misfits. And we're back. Let's find out what's happening here in Chicagoland. 
with this audio that I'm trying to play. <laughs> and now, the latest Chicago-area soccer news. Soccer news. Soccer news. With Coach Adam. Coach Adam. I think I'm just a slight beat off today. <laughs> so. Hey, that's all right. The second, the second cup of coffee hasn't hit in yet, but that's all right. That's all okay. Right. So what is happening? Uh, you know, uh, we're, we're back in a few weeks, but is anything big happening yeah. between now and then? Yeah, we've got a few things. You know, we were talking before the air. We just finished up. We're kind of in the midst of doing our coaching education. So we're back on the pitch. So I'm really excited about that. So I spent some time on the field this past weekend and, and really enjoying the, the new virtual format. So we've been working with our coaching candidates in little groups and making it a little bit innovative. It was quite funny. Uh, I have to tell you a little funny story. So we do this little, at the beginning, a little energizer to get people going and uh, – we did a little scavenger hunt, and uh, so I got all of the people on on the screen. So they're all there, and I said, "Okay, go find something." And I gave them go find two toilet rolls because I figured everybody's got toilet roll, you know, after the whole quarantine. Sure. So people people running back, show me their toilet. Oh, right, good. Okay, you get a ten dollar gift card for something. And then I said, "Okay, you'll like this." I said, "Okay, find something with Chelsea on it." <laughs> And nobody could, nobody had anything. Nobody had anything. So that was probably the first time I've ever taught a class without any Chelsea fans. So I, I, was like, I oh, would have, guys. I would have been able to <laughs> just go to my son's room. Exactly. I know. I got the a big picture of Chelsea behind me on my wall. So I was like really disappointed. So I said, well, unfortunately, you guys are all going to fail the course. There's no Chelsea fans. But it, it was good. It made it made it for fun. So we're ex- we're excited to do that and uh, get back on the field a little bit. So doing it in a blended learning format you know half on the half on the computer and half on the field so doing our social distancing outside all that stuff and then september 9th is kind of our next big thing that we've got going we're doing another virtual coaches connection uh working on uh, some people to come in i know chelsea's going to do something that we've been working closely with them so they're going to do a little presentation and then we're going to have a, a couple of other groups come in talking about know things that they're working on as well a couple of other sponsors that we work directly with illinois youth soccer so so we're excited about that another virtual format within the coaches connection that's the one that you know we talk about before we always have that quarterly meeting mm-hmm. where we do the free coffee and donuts unfortunately it's just bring your own coffee and donuts and sit in front of your computer in your pajamas but that's okay now that still works it still works all right, so let's uh, let's play your favorite game one last time this season. Here we go. All are. right, Premier League football. What's happening on the pitch? Not the right one. <laughs> <laughs> wow, maybe it's time for the it's time for the season to end because apparently yeah. uh, I'm I've run out of gas. All right, here we go. <laughs> you need time now to guess the Premier League star. Okay, here we go. Uh, Time to guess the Premier League star. Now, I will tell you, this week's Premier League star has not played a single game in the Premier League yet. Okay. All right. He has, however, played over 100 games for his former team and scored 36 goals in those games. Okay. He plays on his country's national team has seven caps so far. All right. He has been described as technically gifted two-footed midfielder who's comfortable with the ball on either foot and adept with his head. 
<laughs> oh gosh, I hate these questions. My goodness. He played in the Bundesliga. All right, played in the Bundesliga. Okay. Yes. Did it? Was he recently signed by Chelsea? Um, he might have been. Yes. Okay. All right. He will be wearing a blue uniform this year. Okay, so he's in the blue of yeah. Chelsea. He All is right. the most expensive player in this club's history as far as transfer fee goes. Okay. All right. So I'm 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 get, I'm not sure if he was the most expensive. Is it Timo Werner? No. 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 It's he is 21 years old. Okay. Uh, he, um, let's see, what else? Those are all my clues. Uh, <laughs> his first name rhymes with lie. Uh, <laughs> his last name rhymes with Smavertz. Kai Havertz. Very good. How did you get it? How right, did you true. It? I know. Well, I, and again, like I said, I'm. He's not officially signed yet, but he's getting there. He's getting there. That's why I'm kind of. I'm still always on the on the fence. There, I got you. I got so you. I was reading today that he's going to be the most expensive uh, player in Chelsea history, and that's one of the reasons why Abramovich was uh, really hesitant to sign him. Okay, all right. He, he didn't okay. feel like paying him that much. Um, but he is a potential superstar. He is only 21 years old. And, uh, you know, 36 goals in 100 games in the Bundesliga, pretty good for a midfielder. Right, exactly. So, yeah, so I'm just looking, yeah. So he's so this is 90 million we're talking, 90 million pounds. So yeah. basically you're looking at 95, 96 million dollars right you know so that's a lot of money yes yeah. it is it, it really is and uh like i said they're, they're expected to seal the deal it's not quite there right but they're expected to seal it anytime so him and tiago silva would be be the two that are gonna probably happen and then we talked about ben chilwell and a couple of others that possibly will be will be moving so but yeah well, and you hope uh, a young player like that is is too young to realize the pressure that is going to be on him. You know what I mean? Because uh, if once you're deemed the most expensive player in in your club, um, the pressure is on. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I mean, you know, when you look at it, you know, it, it's definitely going to be a big coup for Chelsea. There's no question because of the quality that he is in terms of what he can do, um, especially because he could, he can make an instant impact. That, that's 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 going to be the key. Right. Um, uh, and obviously, I, I think, and and don't forget those they we, we Chelsea. You know, we were talking about how much money that they do have. You know, they did get. A fair chunk of change last year from Eden Hazard when he went to Real Madrid. So they probably true. put that in the they probably put that in the bank. So they've been keeping all these this money. So, but it's not been cheap, you know. Saj for thirty seven, Werner for forty seven. So million, we're talking millions here. So <laughs> yeah. it's over two hundred million dollars spent. You know, yeah. so that's a lot of money. It's it a lot sure of money. is. All right, it's time for this. Now time for Adam's Weekend Soccer TV Tip. And the good news is the last audio clip I play, I play correctly. 
So, uh, so good, now I can end the season. <laughs> is is there true. anything worth watching over the next three well, weeks? I tell you what's going to be interesting TV, and, and it, it still deals with with football with our with the greatest game ever. But it's going to be uh, a good watch, and because they have these, uh, you we talked about this. I think when we would, didn't have any football to watch, these all or nothing series on Prime Video. Yeah. On, uh, so you've seen that, and they've got a new one coming out. And this one, I think, is going to be really good to watch. And it starts August 31st, so that's this weekend. You can get on there, onto Prime. I think they're, I think they're putting in uh, shows at a time. I think they're going to have the first two or three this weekend. And it's going to be following our man, Jose Mourinho, and Tottenham Hotspur. Oh, wow. So it's, it's going to be really good to watch. I'm really looking forward to it because... Jose is just, he's great to watch. I mean, there's going to be something that happens, something he says, how he works with the players. I'm really interested to kind of see how it all goes down. So for me, that's going to be a bus watch. So you've got to get on uh, Amazon Prime. So if you have Amazon Prime, I think most people do these days because everything gets delivered to their houses. So if you have Amazon Prime, you have access to that. Jump on that August 31st. So that's this weekend. Try and see if you can catch that game catch those uh the, the first couple of shows on the series yeah okay sounds good i'm in uh, i definitely watch that uh yeah. and uh, if you are wandering around and you hear someone talking about uh, football slash soccer uh be sure to tell them uh, there's a show called free kicks with adam and rick and it's on uh spotify you can go to opishows.com or wherever you find podcasts just search for radio misfits and you can find us Special thanks to executive producer Tony Lasana with opishows.com. Opie is hippo backwards, O-P-P-I-H shows.com. We're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place, radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again in three weeks with another episode of Free Kicks. This Opie podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. The proceeding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? This week on And Friends, I bring a Reddit quiz to the rest of the Friends gang, and they do it. And so I bring death, despair, and people who apparently aren't actually dead to the news. And I'm playing with strangers, just like my mama told me not to. All that and more on And Friends. Listen to And Friends on Spotify, OpieShows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. If you missed Los Ano or Los Los Ano and friends, here's what you missed. I'm Rokan. Do you like to talk about (laughs) politics? I actually don't. Politics, the problem is, I have no problem discussing politics. I just don't like uh, discussing it from that left right paradigm the way that that talk radio does it. Right. You know, where most of the the hosts are either very far to the right or very far to the left. Right. You know, most of them are very far to the right. And I grew up in this business, so I know what the trick is. And this is before talk radio was actually a political force in the 1980s. I would say that two-thirds of the conservative talk shows in America don't believe anything.
anything that they're saying. Yeah. They're doing it solely to agitate so they can get phone calls. Right. There's a couple of things that worry me about the future. I'm, I, this is, I'm getting to be an old man because it's like, I, all of a sudden, you know, back in my day, we didn't have Armenian girls having sex with black guys. You know, I was like, what? What are they talking about? You know, I don't know. And this is not against, you know, the uh, Republicans or conservative philosophy because I, I happen to vote Republican more than I do Democrat, but I, I vote for both. Yeah. Uh, but I'm a centrist. I could yeah. see both sides and I decide who's, who's got the better idea at that moment right. that I think is going to be better for the future. It's not always the same thing. It's not always right. some sort of dogma. The left dogma doesn't make any sense to me, and no. most of the right stuff doesn't make any right. sense to me. Well, I've always said MSNBC and Fox News, neither of them are news channels. They're no, entertainment no, no. channels. Oh, and that's all entertainment. But people perceive it because they put the label news on it and present it like news. Right. And it's like, no, it's just talking points. The Federal Trade Commission should do something about that. It is completely entertaining. And I've worked in cable news. Yeah. And I use that term loosely. Yeah, uh, yeah. I worked with Glenn Beck. I know. You think that Glenn Beck oh my gosh. has any... I was his fill-in when he was at CNN. Yeah. To bring this around full circle, he was a morning DJ in Phoenix. Okay. Yeah. Glenn yeah. is a showman. I mean, he's he, he didn't get in this for the right. politics of it. Right, right. I think Rush truly believes what he says. Really? I do. I yeah. always thought of him as more of an entertainer uh-uh. than anything. No, wow. I think he really believes it. Mm. And he's very he's entertaining at doing it. He's yeah. very entertaining at doing mm-hmm. it. And he could do it without calls. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. But that's yeah. the point. Yeah. That's what I'm very saying. few guys can do that. Right. There's everybody in conservative talk radio has a first and last name. That's just like the same thing. Hugh Hewitt. <laughs> and uh, like Lou Lewis. And there's guys I mean there, literally there are guys that, yeah. you know, Tom Thompson. It's like really? <laughs> you think we're that stupid? <laughs> <laughs> we can't remember your name. Did you have to name yourself twice? <laughs> Asshole. Radio Misfits. Get more. Lausano and Friends. Lausano. Now on Lausano.com. Good luck trying to spell Lausano or whatever it's called. <laughs>